Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Ellingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do the little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has found that nighttime pollinators such as moths may visit just as many plants as bees. In concrete labyrinths, illustrious envoys fly by the fading light of the distant sun. Invisible threads connecting floral affections that spread throughout this urban sprawl. Graceful golden arcs that pierce the shrinking sky. In twilight's hushed embrace their shadows rise. Uncertain runners bearing nature's sweetest sigh amongst the flowers of the dark. Painting the night with nature's greens. Tongues coiled in hesitation at the uncertainty of our rising dawn. This poem is inspired by recent research published in the journal Ecology Letters, which has found that nighttime pollinators such as moths need protecting as effectively as bees, and they could be less resilient to the pressures of urbanization. Pollinating insects such as bees and moths are decreasing in number due to factors like the loss of their natural habitats and changes in the climate. This decline is especially concerning in cities where there is limited space and fewer flowers for these insects to thrive. However, we still have a lot to learn about how urban environments affect the intricate relationship between pollinators and plants. In this new study, scientists use a technique called DNA metabarcoding to investigate the pollen transport networks of both nocturnal meths and diurnal bees. This method allows researchers to analyse the DNA in pollen samples and identify the plants that these insects interact with. Surprisingly, the researchers discovered that bees and moths have different preferences when it comes to the plants they visit. The study also revealed that as urbanisation increases, both bees and moths suffer negative impacts on their pollen transport networks. There was a significant decrease in the variety of pollen species they transported. Interestingly, the researchers found that moths play a vital role in the pollination of wildflowers, crops and trees in urban areas, but this has often been overlooked in the past. These findings emphasise the importance of considering not only bees, but also other insects like moths when studying the interactions between plants and insects in urban landscapes. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. In concrete labyrinths, illustrious envoys fly by the fading light of the distant sun. Invisible threads connecting floral affections that spread throughout this urban sprawl. Graceful golden arcs that pierce the shrinking sky. In twilight's hushed embrace their shadows rise. Uncertain runners bearing nature's sweetest sigh amongst the flowers of the dark. Painting the night with nature's greens. Tongues coiled in hesitation at the uncertainty of our rising dawn. In 
this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Moths by Caleb Claces. Caleb Claces is an English poet and the author of Fatherhood, published in 2019, and Bottled Air, published in 2013. His poetry has appeared in Granta, The Manchester Review, Stand and Eyewear. In 2011, he received an Eric Gregory Award. He was also a winner of Foyle Young Poets of the Year 2001 and 2002. Moths by Caleb Claces. A translator who had a phobia of moths spent three years translating a book with a moth motif. It's ironic, she has said, that she knew more about the moths than the author of the original who was merely fascinated. The translation contained a greater variety of moths than the original, drawn from suggestions she had made, some of which were in fact too perfect and changed back before it went to print. Her moths, the ones that were too aptly named, meant too much. Her moths that she hated. Where are they now? The same place as all the versions of people that have been undressed and slept with in lieu of the people themselves by others. That must include a version of almost everyone. Lots of versions of some people, some only a flutter, animated, then decided against. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening.